Well, welcome everybody to a special episode of Take Me to Your Reader, discussing adapted science fiction at its best and worst. I'm Seth. I'm James. <laughs> and I'm Colin. Yes, the mad scientist Colin is here with us, <laughs> as well as our mascot Rex, who is an interesting sort of painted T-Rex. He's almost toy. like a right. hybrid dino of some kind. Oh, almost like that, yes. yes. Yeah, he, he looks like he could actually do push-ups, this guy. So, way back in the recesses of time, in the late Jurassic period, maybe it was the Cetaceous? Back when we had recess. Cretaceous? Cetaceous. <laughs> well, most of it was in the Cretaceous, even though it's called Jurassic. Right, so. right. But much, much earlier on in our podcast lives, um, we sometimes had audio malfunctions, and one of them happened to occur while we were discussing... It's so sad. ...Jurassic Park. <laughs> A good discussion that we only captured through the ambient microphone in James's laptop, so the audio isn't great. We do feel like the... Discussion was good, so right. we do still encourage people to go back and listen to episode number eight. But during that episode, we we actually talked about the fact that Jurassic World was going to be coming out, mm -hmm. and that it might adapt a tiny little sliver of the book. So we are right. going to discuss to what extent it did. Um, we have all now seen the film, so we'll also talk about what we think of it. I think maybe we should start with uh, kind of overall impressions, though, just to... Let no, no, first we need to start with who saw it in 3D and not... Okay, then. Well, that can be part of your impression, yes. of course. Yes. You all can't see that Seth does not have his hand raised. I did not yes, see it in 3D. because he is sad. I won tickets, and That's it was true. to a 2D showing. Good point. So. Was any of them 3D, or just, well, they're no. all 2D? No, they're all 2D. Oh, okay. That theater does not have 3D. Oh, really? So. <laughs> Which theater? Cornelius? No. They have 3D. I don't think so. No, because they, uh, they have Phantom Menace in 3D there. All right. I could be wrong. Not that I saw it. Uh, we did see... Well, I'm ashamed to admit this, but I did see the Titanic in 3D at that theater with Ooh. Emily. Wow. <laughs> she made, she made the argument that we go to, we go out to the theater way too often to see dick flicks and not enough chick flicks. I'm like, <laughs> fine. I'll take you to go see Titanic see, in 3D. I, I prefer the term bullet movie and bonnet movie. That's the, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Jurassic, or Jurassic World, uh, not a bonnet movie. No, I come from the dark side. So. Yes. Oh no, there's a little bit of romance in it. Ish, yeah. So overall between the Velociraptor and uh, Chris Pratt, <laughs> the bromance, sixty-five million years in the making. <laughs> yeah. Between one man and three raptors, hmm. There right, were four. So that's oh, four raptors. That's that's how they rocked back in the Cretaceous. Yeah. Um, so, Colin, would you like to give your overall impressions first? That way, we can kind of stop before we do spoilers. If people want to go see it, based on our recommendation. Well. You know, we we called the movie, which I think was pretty cool. We've only you know we've done eight podcasts. We knew what they were going to do. Um, it is the shortest adaptation we have ever done. It's two paragraphs, maybe maybe right. three chunks of paragraphs. <laughs> right. uh, I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah, uh, I, I think that the internet's coverage of it's probably a little harsh, but um, right on in several other areas. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I'm seeing some criticisms of it from from other podcasters. Like I was I was going back and forth with um, Jeff of the on. Sci-fi on screen podcast, mm -hmm. and he hated it. Oh, um, he liked the dinos. He said the dinos were great. The movie sucked. Um, <sighs> wow, so, really? Yeah, huh. yeah. You know, I think you you called it well when you said uh, not as good as the first, better than the sum of the rest. Yeah, that was kind of what yeah. my thinking was. I think it's the sequel that we should have had that we didn't get. I agree. Yeah, yeah. the the sequels to Jurassic Park are are one of those yeah. situations where they're just they're movies horrible. that they made because they could <laughs> and because they knew they'd be big hits, right. and and they're not good. Um, nope. And so along comes Jurassic World. To me, it's a good popcorn movie. It does not 
get beyond that where I felt like the original movie transcended the popcorn movie and really did something cool. Yeah, there was this horror about, oh, you know, we've, we've created this and we mm-hmm. haven't done it well and now look what's happening to us. Yeah. This is more like, oh, yes, you know, you stuck your tongue in the electrical socket. Now you're paying for it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So right. Yeah, I, I give it a kind of a thumbs up ish, um, you know, in kind of the same way I would recommend seeing Avengers 2. I didn't think it was great, but, you know, it, it will pleasantly pass a couple hours as long as you leave your brain off. Oh, I yeah. thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, it sounds like all of us are going, yeah, you should probably go see it. And I think worth seeing in the theater. It was a good spectacle. Yeah. Unfortunately, we saw it from like the fourth row all the way at the left oh, side. <laughs> so it's not the ideal viewing angle right. for, for awesome effects. So I didn't feel like I got well, the Well, at least you didn't see it picture. from the fourth floor, far to the left in 3D. Because that would have sucked that, a lot That more. would have been really bad. <laughs> yeah. And we went and saw it. I told Emily, I'm like, we got to sit in the center because otherwise it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. Okay. So from here, let's go ahead and go into spoilers. Um, cause we did, you know, we talk about adapted science fiction. So is this right. adapted science fiction? It's got the right idea, but as far as like canonicity mm-hmm. or much else, it's like Jurassic Park, the movie and the mm-hmm. book. It has this idea where Dr. Wu says, yes, we can make better dinosaurs. We can build them slower and dumber and more easy to manage. <laughs> right. Except for these ones we're going to build for the military. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah, they definitely didn't build this one uh, dumber or slower. That's for sure. No, yeah. No. Although some of the dinosaurs were, I mean, they were they had the Triceratops riding ride, right? Right. And uh, but, but not, but not the dinosaur, right? Not the main character of this movie. Not the big bad. <laughs> we were going to talk about the passage in the book, right? Yes. Yes. Um, so do you want to recount it? I don't think we should read it. So it's, it's, it's the idea that it is talked about that, uh, Hammond and Wu are talking and it's before all the excitement happens. And Wu says, I think we should bump the rev on all the dinosaurs. And Hammond says, why should we throw away all these dinosaurs? Well, cause we can make them better. Right. And then the, the, what's talks, wrong with them? Well, yeah. because they're real dinosaurs. Yeah. And right. they're not like the dinosaurs people expect. They move too fast. They're hard to manage and, and no one's ever seen real dinosaurs. And so he was afraid they would look unrealistic because they don't meet expectations versus right. reality. Right. And so he was arguing for making them more domesticated, slower, more lumbering, easier to manage. Yes. Right. Which is not what happened in Jurassic World, at, at least no. for the most part. That wasn't what the main story was. Right. But it was but it was kind of what that guy wanted, right? Well, yeah. So He's was, like, quote unquote, you wanted something cool. Yeah. And, and teeth, that's what right? he created because that thing was pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to me, no, it's not an adaptation of the book in any way, shape or form. It adapts one of the ideas. It springs from one of the ideas and even the movie said right based on characters created by michael Crichton. it doesn't even say created where in which book right well and there's only really two characters there's woo and hammond and hammond's only mentioned in memoriam for like a right. uh, a gallery mm-hmm. wait what about the lost raptors they're characters so and the t-rex. t-rex they both they predate the book they've been around a while longer than yeah. the book has i guess i guess Crichton didn't create them per se yeah right although the ending scene actually right? that's not true he did create them because they're not velociraptors Velociraptors don't look like that in real life. Well, didn't anyway. they do after Wu gets upon further evidence? <laughs> well, that's Stan Winston's fault, not <laughs> Michael Crichton's. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is worth talking about. I think in the years since Jurassic Park came out, there's been a lot of additional discoveries on in paleontology right. that show that a lot of these predatory dinosaurs were feathered. Yeah. Oh least, yeah. At least to some extent. Right. Um, and you know, kind of kind of going along with the. Um, the idea of birds evolving from the same common ancestor as dinosaurs. Right. Um, but like the Brontosaurus and Brachiosaurus, I'm, is Brontosaurus real? I think that's the one that... No, we're... I think Brontosaurus is real again. Yeah, I think it's real yeah. again. Yeah. 
Um, it's like Pluto's <laughs> not a planet now, but who knows right. what'll happen. Right? Um, Except in Arizona. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the big like plant eaters, they they did not have feathers, so you shouldn't have right. all of them have it. Um, but I think there was some thinking that maybe if they did another sequel for Jurassic Park that you would see mm. those feathers. But you can totally hand yeah. wave it away and say right. they didn't want them to have feathers. People didn't expect them to have feathers. And so right, right. they made them not have feathers. Featherless, yes. Yeah. Um, besides which, you know, the... the Which Wu does say right in the movie. He's like, yeah, they're, they're not even... They're not what dinosaurs would look like anyways. Right. They would look <laughs> quite different if, yeah. we, if we actually had their full DNA. But we right. have to patch it. Yeah, but like like velociraptors we talked about last time, they're much smaller than the ones presented in the movie. Yes. And the paleontologist guy said um, that those were more like Utah raptors, which is a different, a larger breed. When we went to the uh, OMSI real science. Yes. Right. Yeah, 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 the the ones they portrayed were, yeah, if they were Utah raptors, they would have been the right size, but other ones throughout the world would have been different, smaller, feathered. (laughs) So yeah, probably not really an adaptation in any way, shape, or form, but worth seeing. Yeah, the idea is there, I guess. It, yeah, it was an, enough adapted that we could do it, plausibly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think it does adapt that, uh, that idea that they can improve on dinosaurs and make right. them better on, in some way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Wu's original one is, you know, let's make them easier to handle by making them more docile and slower. Yeah. Uh, and then apparently at some point he changes his mind. <laughs> Maybe. Well, is it he changing his mind or is it, is it the, wh- whatever the guy's name, um, the guy from Life of Pi? Yes, um, he's, I think, he's, I think he's it's that new, guy. I think it's that guy. Yeah, he's he's giving that guy no, what no, he no. wants. Um, the Indian guy, the, the, Indian the, guy. the new money bags. Oh, yeah. yeah. He wanted them bigger and ham and version two point You know, I thought that this Indian guy though had more sense on his. He did. I he liked did him like I, it yeah. as a character. Yeah. I liked him better. Although, like as soon as they as soon as they rolled in, so one of my problems with the movie is it's just quite predictable. It's by the numbers, hits a lot of the same beats as the original movie. Yeah. But when they come in and they show that he is learning to. To uh, fly a helicopter, I lean over to my son and I go, he'll be flying that thing solo later. Um, I didn't expect that uh, he would end up wearing it, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah. That, that was kind of unexpected um, because he wasn't a jerk. No. He did right. make some very poor decisions. Yes. I kept on leaning over to Peter and go, that guy's going to get chomped. Yeah. That guy's yeah. going to get chomped well, twice. Vincent D'Onofrio, I'm like, oh, he is so dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't expect the Ramakrishnan, whatever guy, to get chomped. Yeah, yeah, I didn't either. So, um, I think at this point, we don't have to do a plot sum- summation, because if people have seen the movie, they already Man. know it. And if they haven't, they're probably not still listening. Uh movie is quite successful. So, 208 million so far. No. <laughs> but, but the worldwide gross is is over 500 million already. Really? Yeah. So, wow, that's crazy. So, it crushed some previous record. I don't know what, what held it, probably Avengers or something. Well, so then, what, uh, speaking from our side, what didn't make it such a great movie? Running in Heels. So I read an, an interview <laughs> with the with the director Colin, uh-huh. wise man by, by his name, <laughs> and he said that he didn't want her to run in heels, but that she felt like she had to do that to stay in character. Bah. She was losing something. Oh, you know, you know what it was? It was Claire Robics. It was Claire Robics. <laughs> <laughs> that is a reference to our last published episode, Stepford Wives, because her name's Claire. <laughs> yeah, I was actually um, impressed with Chris Pratt too. I really like Chris Pratt. I totally yeah. thought this was going to be like a total Jurassic Parks and Rec movie, mm-hmm. but not so much. He did not play to time. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't so. Andy Goofy-ish bleep bleep guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was, he was dead serious. He yeah. wasn't even like he, like the guy in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's, it's a mm-hmm. new phase for his acting, I think. Yeah. yeah. It was not really a wisecracking Mm-mm, kind of thing. No. My, my favorite line of the movie is when the guy falls into the raptor pen and, and then, uh, whatever his name is, Owen. Is that his name? Chris Pratt's character? Grady. 
Owen Grady? Owen Grady. Okay. He goes in there and, you know, calms him down and gets out of there. And then he says to the guy, you're new, huh? Do you ever wonder why there was an opening? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Right? Yeah, and the, so there was humor in the movie, but but it wasn't as as good as the original. It, the movie suffered from a, a appalling lack of Jeff Goldblum and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Right? Although the funny thing is because like you you look at the Lost World Jurassic Park and it has Jeff Goldblum in it and it's it's not the same guy. The a lot of the humor played on how the characters were created in in Jurassic Park, because it right. it created these tensions and conflicting worldviews and stuff that really played well and led to humor naturally. Yes. In this one, they didn't have as strong of characters. I liked right. like all the scenes with Chris Pratt in. I thought worked. Um, I I liked Vincent D'Onofrio as the the greasy um, military subcontractor kind of guy. Yeah, you know, it wasn't a great performance, but I enjoyed right. him anyway. I wasn't yeah. thrilled with Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard. I thought she was the straw Vulcan essentially. Yeah. So, so part you of it was I, I thought it was funny about that her role in particular. Well, her in particular, she looked like she was wearing a wig the whole time until her hair got greasy and sweaty from running yeah. around. Too much. Oh, because of the cut, and it bugged the kinda, crap out of me. Yeah, it was all it flat. Bugged me as hell. So. It was like really weird for me. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you had to show a progression of her character from where she turned from from this, you know, office right. worker into Ripley at the, by the end. Right. Yeah, basically. So, um. Yeah, I, I didn't feel like the characters were as well defined. I, I had a hard time believing that somebody in her position would be thinking of the dinosaurs as just dumb animals. The assets. I, yeah, I, I guess I can see that. Um, but, but the fact that, that Manly Man Chris has to come in and, and, and tell her that these are very intelligent animals and she should respect them. Meh, I don't find that hard to believe. Okay. Well, he's used to working with the velociraptors. Yeah, that's true. And, and, he, he, and he's, he's a trainer, at, right? So right. he works with the animals. Yeah. yeah. He, he seems like the sort of person that would be in touch with the animals. She does not at all. Yeah, that's a good point. She's more of she, a business person. Because she's looking at it from the yeah, numbers perspective, right? Yeah. Our numbers are down. We have yeah. to do a new, the new entire, attraction the every couple of, of the years. Movie, she's talking about profit loss and profit yeah. gains. And yeah. Okay, so so other other issue. I'm going to save the things I really liked for the end. I, we've already talked about some of them, though. Fair enough. Um, who's the main character of this movie? Yes. I watched the movie. I thought it was Owen Grady. I read that interview with Colin, mm-hmm. and he said the real main character is Claire. That yeah. She's the one that has the character mm-hmm. arc. She goes from being the the cold, disengaged, business-like aunt to the person who goes and trips open the opening to the T-Rex paddock right. in order to try and save the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also somehow she, runs faster than the T-Rex. Yeah. The T-Rex that was chasing down a car in the first movie. Right. Well, it, it is 30 years old. So. <laughs> and right. we all know how people who are, you know, 30, 40, run 45. Um, slowly. <laughs> so. Hey, I take offense to that. Yeah, I, I, think, I think on that basis, I would have to agree that she's the main character and she does have the clearest arc. But it's not a great arc. It's not a great arc. No. Um, and I want to see... Owen as the main character because he was the best part of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Um, right. The kids. What do you think of the kids? The kids ended up just being victims. Yeah. You know, they were there to be the things that had to be rescued. They were a MacGuffin. Uh, yeah, I guess. In MacGuffin. the original movie, though, uh, the one of the kids, one of the kids had all this this knowledge about dinosaurs. He mm-hmm. was actually kind of right. useful. Yeah, almost the, almost like the kid in the first movie. Yeah. No, no, that's what I mean. In the first <laughs> movie, the, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the youngest boy who knew about the dinosaurs right, was gotcha. kind of useful. Mm-hmm. In this movie, this kid, he's almost like an autistic savant. You get the feeling where he notices everything. Maybe more like Sherlock Holmes. 
Hmm. Right. Whereas like I Googled the lawyers, they're divorced lawyers. And as they're running, you know, later on, as they're running through the building, he trips the hologram. He's the one that trips the hologram that causes the Raptor to slow down and stop. Oh, I thought Claire did that. I thought Claire did that. You thought Claire did that? Yeah. No, I think Gray did it. Okay. You sure? Yeah. All right. Let us, let us know on our Facebook page. Comment if Colin is right. I thought Claire did that. Cause I, cause I, well, you're going with this thing, how they, you know, you got the one kid that's super smart, the other kid that's a meathead. I, he really freaking annoyed the crap out of me, yeah. actually. Yeah. He's trying to um, flirt with everything with two yeah. legs and breasts. <laughs> that's not flirting. At least yeah. not. Well, I like, well, he's supposed to like dark anyway. and conflicted. I like that his brother called him on it though. Are you just going to stare at him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that was, was awesome. Move, man. <laughs> but, but more to my point, his, his like idiot savantness never proved useful at all. Yeah, because I don't in the entire movie. I don't know. I, I'm with James I on this think. one. I, I didn't see any. I didn't because I thought I was waiting for it because they were showing how you know quick he was and smart and observant. Yeah, all this stuff, but it never really proved useful. We need more teeth. That was his whole contribution. Okay, I'll give you that. That one. got Claire to go let the T Rex out. Yeah, sure. And I, I think there were some other smaller things <laughs> like that, but you had to be looking for them, like. You know, Maybe. I, like, yeah. I thought he, he tripped the, the hologram. Yeah. No, we need, we need, we need people to weigh yeah. in on this. Yes. So, um. Yeah, I'm not sure it. now that, now yeah. that you mentioned it, I'm not sure, but I, 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 for, I, I think Claire did it, but I could be wrong. I'll give you that. <laughs> well, let's see. That now was, we're going to have to watch well. again. So, yeah. Dang well, I'm outvoted. So, yeah, the kids, the, the best part of the movie for me with the kids was after they met up with Claire and Owen. And as a group, I like Your boyfriend's a total badass. I like that part. (laughs) Or I like the kid, you know, can we stay with you? And she's like, I will never leave you again. No, we're talking to him. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which then goes to show just how useless she is. And I think that's part of the thing that drove her arc saying, I'm supposed to, they're my family. I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. I barely mm-hmm. remember their names. I didn't take care of them. I allowed them to be in right. the situation. And allowed now they're their nanny to be eaten by the sea creature. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> that was wicked. Yeah. That sea creature was actually pretty cool. How do you feed that thing? You saw the shark? Yeah, I guess, yeah, it's a shark. Two or three say. sharks a day keeps a veterinarian away. <laughs> right. Right. I'm just curious. Yeah. That, that tank is in. It looked pretty small for the damn size it was. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I'm kind of curious how deep it was, actually. They it was really cool when they lowered the entire auditorium that was around rad. the tank. Yeah, that, was that was pretty, was pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Although I was thinking, wow, mechanical failure here could be really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, so... There were a lot more dinosaurs in this movie. And so if you went, if you wanted to go to a movie looking for cool dinosaur effects, the, the effects were outstanding. Yeah. There's no question. Yeah. Um, and a nice combo is, though, of CGI and practical effects, I think. Yeah. From what I understand, I don't, I don't know enough about the background, but, um, you know, the, the original movie effects, I feel like hold up. And so it's not like these are that much better so that, I don't know. You no, know, that's funny you said yeah. there a lot of dinosaurs because Emily didn't think there was enough dinosaurs. She's like, there's really a whole lot of dinosaurs. And my retort was, well, there's only 50 kinds of dinosaurs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like the original movie, I was, so I was listening to, um, I was telling you guys about this, the Hey, mm-hmm. Do You Remember podcast, which I'll put a link in the show notes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they were talking about Jurassic Park and saying that there were only like 20 minutes of, of dinosaur action in the original film. Right. Huh. Um, which it would seem like, you know, in our memories, we'd think, no, 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 there was more than that. But it's because, and like they said, the reason that worked is because the parts without the dinosaurs worked. Right. And it kept you, kept you engaged, you know, because it was structured as a tour with scientists and they were kind of going through the nuts and the bolts without boring you, which was an accomplishment because the book did bore me, but right. not you. Not me. Um, <laughs> or, or Jeff Palermo from, from the sci-fi on screen. He's a wise man. Yeah. Um, I told him he'd get along with you. <laughs> um, but, uh, Maybe at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but so in this one, I felt like there was more action, but it wasn't as good of action. Not all of it anyway. Right. And part of it would, for me, was the stupid trailer. 
I kept not wanting to see trailers and I went to see a movie and saw like the full length trailer that showed all the best bits right. in the movie, including yeah. what I think would have been a great scene when they discover that big line of carcasses that were had been hunting for sport. I didn't want that spoiled. If I hadn't oh. had that spoiled, I thought oh, like, that would have been. I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of stopped watching the trailers actually. Okay. Cause that would have been a really good moment in the theater yeah. that I, I, I'm I done watching get. trailers for movies these days. Yeah, me too. They're ridiculous. We we need to pull the uh, video of the Martian trailer and recut it the way we want it. That would be oh. rad. <laughs> the movie trailer was so good, and it was better in 3D on the big screen. Oh, nice! Although uh, they dumbed down the language. 3D. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, one thing I didn't like about the new movie was I thought there were too many threads in the plot. I agree. I, I would have liked to have seen fewer threads. And so I, as we were talking here, I was running it through my mind. At best, I think there were three threads mm-hmm. in Jurassic Park. And they kept interweaving as people joined up and split apart and did other things. Right. This split, split apart into like four or five threads at the very beginning. Yeah. And wove some of them together. And then they, they accumulated toward the end as people died in, 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 in uh, group together. Right. Yeah. Um, but they didn't converge in the right way. You know, like the, the Vincent D'Onofrio subplot of, of trying to make military raptors. To, to hunt right. Al Qaeda and ISIS, yeah. <laughs> um, that part it sort of merged back in right when they met in the lab, and then he got eaten. Yeah, eh, yeah. I I thought it was interesting they left Doctor Wu alive, which means there's they opened it up movies. for another. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris Pratt has already said he's signed on for two additional sequels. Yeah, I have a hard time believing they're really? gonna anything remotely good from here on. <sighs> yeah, well, now the thing is they're they're off the island, right? Right. Right. Um, th- there has to be some resolution about all the threatened financial plots and, and yeah, lawsuits yeah. and deaths. There right. has to be something that comes on to that. Um, I don't know what. So why don't we talk about the um, the main dinosaur? The, the Indominus un- Rex. Unobtainium Rex. Oh, yeah. Here it is. That's double the chomp, that, double the fun. That's the actual <laughs> historical recording of the sound of the Indominus Rex. <laughs> yes. In, in a way, it reminded me of a bad superhero who can do everything. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, right. it can do this. It can do that. It slices, it dices, it chops, right. it makes julienne french fries. But they totally, they totally hand-waved it away with, well, you put a bunch of extra DNA from, you know, we, we put this in there for, for X and, oh yeah, they can manage their, or they can, uh, alter their thermal profile and this, right. oh yeah, they can, they can be a chameleon, you know, they, they waved it away and I thought it was okay. No, it was cuttlefish. Oh, uh, cuttlefish, right. Yeah, yeah. I took that the other way. I took that as him lying through his teeth, uh, because he was having all these side conversations oh. with D'Onofrio over on the side. So he didn't want to admit anything he had done. Yeah, well, we needed something, so we picked this, and it happens to do this. Right. Oh, and this oh, one yeah. happens to do that. It was just an emergent property. Yes. Well, it, it, it gets disclosed that Wu builds this new dinosaur, and nobody right. except for D'Onofrio really knows what's inside of it. And Because Wu. the genes are patented, right? Or right. Something. Or I would tell you, secret. except it's restricted, right. including right. the people that are on the site. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to talk about Idiot Ball just a little bit. So okay. th- this is the, the <laughs> phenomenon where stupid people – do well, not stupid people, but otherwise smart people do really dumb things like, uh, Prometheus, you know, you have, you've got the, like this, um, Xenologer or whatever, who like takes his helmet off and, and is like, Ooh, oh, look at the yeah. cute alien. And then it just totally kills Floop. him. Um, <laughs> or any number of other things in Prometheus right. and all the things, all the things in Prometheus. <laughs> you mean that movie in general? Yeah. <laughs> I'll experiment on myself in the teleportation. They did pod. a lot of passing right. around of the idiot ball. So in this one though, they have a tracker embedded in, the dinosaur. Yes. Which they don't activate in any way. It's not active all the time. No. For some reason, they only activate it if they think it's escaped its pen. 
because they can track everything through right. thermals. I don't buy it. If you've got a tracker in there, that thing is on. All the time, 24-7. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it wouldn't even have to be an active component if you ping it, right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it has to be active, and so they, they only want to... I think it would be, have to be active all the time. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the first idiot ball. And the first okay. idiot ball is not the guy that falls into the raptor pit. The first idiot ball is not checking to see uh, if the dinosaur is in the pen when they go in. Right. And the second one is opening the doors. Yes. Right. Yeah, they should have taken one for the team. Like, well, we can't let this thing get out because it'll threaten an entire island of people. So I guess we're lunch. Yeah. We're gonna, you're going to get chomped. No, it's – I think maybe having that door opener there in the first place was probably stupid. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, bad, I mean, the badge reader on, in, the fir- right? on the inside? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Only have that on the yeah, outside. How about a manhole? Yeah, exactly. You climb down and then climb up on the other right. side. Yeah. That would be easy. You mean something is too small for the dinosaur to get into? Yeah. No, Did don't bother, think that smart. Did it bother either one of you guys that a dinosaur would know to hide its thermal footprint? Now, the visual ones I can get, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to look like the stuff around me. Right. But how do you hide your thermal footprint without yeah, How do you practice? know they're tracking How would it know to hide that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yikes. And why wouldn't it have dug out the tracker earlier? It's like, no, I knew I'm going to get out and then I have to dig out right. my tracker. Mm-hmm. Well, my defense, I, I can see how he would figure that one out. If they're tracking him, you want to wait till the opportune time to trick them. Right? But he's never been tracked before. Yeah, he could have left it in the paddock. But but then if you know if they they might have seen the wound. So yeah. But but we're we're assuming foresight in a dinosaur. Right. Yes. A highly intelligent animal. Apparently, this highly intelligent animal has more foresight than highly intelligent robots. Highly intelligent, but very uh, very uh, flip floppy. <laughs> Flip floppy. Yes. Oh, I love you, Indominus Rex. Oh, oh now right. I love you, Owen oh, right. Grady. Yeah. But also, kind of, um, the communication with the other raptors. How the hell does he know to talk to them? How does he know that? If he's been isolated his entire life, well, never seen, yeah, never exactly. seen other dinosaurs, never socialized before. He's out there, according to Chris Pratt, establishing his, you know, social dominance. How the heck does he know to talk to the other three raptors, four raptors? Well, maybe he just, he's like, well, let's see. I could kill them all. No, they might but do some how damage. does he actually know how to communicate with them? Because he's got raptor DNA. That's all. Oh, that, that's all you need. <laughs> Apparently. So you're saying, Seth, that it's an instinctive thing. Yeah. He instinctively knows how to communicate. Mm-hmm. So if I were to drop you in the middle of a bunch of, I don't know, Zimbabweans or I'm something, I'm not saying it makes sense. <laughs> I'm saying in, in in the movie, all all they have to do is Chris Pratt has to say that thing's got some raptor in it. True story. Well, and then a lot of the things start to make sense. Mm-hmm. The, the longer arms, the claws, yeah. the, even the even the longer head with the wider jaw. Yeah. Although the teeth are still pretty pretty brutal. Yeah. Uh, much higher body count in this movie. Oh yeah. I you know I was actually telling my son I'm like I would have liked to see an R rated cut of that with a lot more gore in it. You know, like Carnosaur kind of. Oh. Uh, kind of gore. Well, it was a movie actually rated PG thirteen. Oh, okay. Um. I don't pay this that guy. So stuff. I thought the CG was good in general, but and I don't know it could have been my viewing angle, but I did not feel like the pterodactyl scene was all that great. Which one? The one where they they swept down into the pavilion. I felt like it was. I mean, and in 3D, mm-hmm. it would probably have been hard to tell um, because yeah. you you can't really assess uh, how maybe. good graphics are in 3D. Right. Um, but I didn't I didn't find that it was spectacular graphics. It, there there were parts where you could tell the people were probably on wires or something. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was cool that they you know they finally got the pterodactyls in there, Colin. Although no, the pterodactyls right? are in movie three. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked seeing them come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was something that you wanted. And and there was a little river cruise kind of thing. Little river cruise uh, kind of thing. Very there, good. There's no baby tyrannosaurus hunting them, though. No. Right. Um, I love the gyroscope. I want one of those things. 
That was pretty cool. Oh, the ball? Yeah. yeah that, was, that was pretty sweet. My, the gyrosphere. And Peter loved the fact that Jimmy Fallon is doing the safety video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The glass. That was pretty yes. funny. <laughs> the, the plexiglass casing is designed to withstand a 50 caliber bullet. <laughs> right through there. Yeah. yeah, that scene, you know, of course, that scene was supposed to be reminiscent of the, the SUV scene, right? Right. Yes. Um, and so th- this is one of we my problems. We also had the goat. The that goat. was pretty good. Yeah. There yeah. was a goat. The, the, I, I leaned over and like... But T-Rex likes to hunt. Yeah. The, uh, the most ominous scene to me was when they're, they're counting the dinosaurs and the, and the little kid says, no, 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 there's five or whatever it was, you know, one, one extra one. And it's because he's right. seeing the reflection yes. of the, uh, yeah. whatever it was. Uh, I thought that was actually kind of cool. Ultimus Rex. Yes. Uh, Optimus Rex. Yes. Optimus Rex. Uh, behind them. I thought that was a cool scene. That was kind of like a Jaws sort of, you know, horror scene. Right. Really, uh, you know, he and Grady were kind of the, the practical, uh, everyday kind of people. Who? Right. The kid? The kid. Grady? Yeah. It's like, you know, like his brother. His brother doesn't even know that their parents are getting divorced. Right. And he doesn't see five dinosaurs because he's looking through the glass and not looking at the glass. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we need more teeth. And Grady was like, yeah, you, you can't just treat these as dumb animals. They're highly evolved, intelligent yeah. predators. And, and then you look at the other characters and they're either, you know, food fodder for dinosaurs mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, bad, bad business people going through an arc of redemption. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, no, another question for you. You have this elite force of dinosaur hunters in your employ. <laughs> How do you train them? You train them in the danger room from X-Men? <laughs> oh, good point. What do, you, what do you put them out there against? Right. Um, and would, if you have this team, do you really have their life signs on the monitor? That was a ripoff from Alien too. I, from Aliens, Aliens yeah. Um, that's what I thought. And so I was willing to let it go. I'm like, okay, that is so they don't have to show the actual moment of death. They just show the flat line. Oh, but you knew. Oh, no, I know. When you, the dinosaur you picks did. you up by the chest, True. you know, head right. first, you're not coming back from that. Yeah. Now, much as I like Chris Pratt as his character, he was pretty omniscient. I mean, he's like, those guys are all dead. You sent him in there with non-lethals, which, yeah, that was another idiot ball. Right. And that one came from, uh, that thing shook off a bazooka though. Yeah, it, it didn't, didn't the hit a bazooka directly. didn't hit him point blank though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, a point blank one would have been a nice one. Like the one that hit the velociraptor. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. That would have been, that would have blown a chunk out of his side and he wouldn't have survived that. Yeah. Yeah. Kids in general, I don't think they needed the kids. I think they could have figured out another way to forward the plot. I did like though, and I found it convincing when they're in the gyro ball and they well, come to the, the, the whole. her story. Sorry, I totally interrupted you. Yeah, hang on, but... hang on. I'll, I'll come back to you. All right. Um, when, when they came to the gap in the fence and the big brother's like, dude, off road. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I could see a teenager doing that. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Okay, sorry. What were you saying? They, they were the inciting incident. Well, you say the, ki- the kids were useless, basically. Uh huh. Um, I don't think they were though to her, her story arc, right? Right. And that, hence my, my idea. Maybe that, if you need another story arc, perhaps. <laughs> so or a, some other way a, to. A MacGuffin is a package or something else that moves the plot forward. Uh-huh. And it doesn't even have to necessarily be defined. Like the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Okay. Or the briefcase in Ronin. Right. This is a MacGuffin. I felt like the kids were essentially a MacGuffin with some amount of agency, which MacGuffins don't usually have. Mm. Right. Although they pulled a stupid one as well. When they get attacked by the Velociraptor in the back of the van, they use the the, the <clears throat> shock sticks. Uh-huh. When they get out of the van, they don't take the yeah. weapons with them. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe exhausted all the charge. Maybe. So worst, maybe not. Worst incident of of idiot ball was when the guy comes up and puts the bloody handprint on the window to tell Claire, "You got to move. You got to move. We got incoming." And then he goes around the back and opens up the back of the secure van so that the kids was that can the be same vulnerable. Guy? 
Pretty I sure it was. I didn't think guy. that was the it same guy. It might have been a different guy, but okay. If it was a different guy, I can let it go. If it was yeah, the same guy, was I'm like, what guy. are you doing, you moron? You're making the, more didn't vulnerable. the doors open before that guy came over and put the bloody print on the window? No, it was after. Hmm. But yeah, I thought it was a different guy. I liked I liked the the night hunting with the, with the raptors. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was. And I could have done with more raptors of that in the movie. and motorcycles. You know, I and I was saying I like the fact that a lot of the effects shots were actually during the day. Um. In like you look at the right. Godzilla movie, the original, the, or not the original, <laughs> the 1998 um, American piece of crap. Um, oh, like Mad everything, Roderick it's one? yeah, it's yeah, at night yeah. and it's raining because that way you don't have to do as much with your right. special effects. So I like that this one had more stuff happen during the day. Yeah. Uh, so at the end, when they get more teeth in there and they bring back the T Rex, and the T Rex is the hero from the previous movie, and there's the cool fight. Yep. I I, I do have a hard time believing that the T Rex could really go toe to toe. It um, didn't. He didn't, though. No, it didn't. It, it went badly for and a while. And the, the, the sea monster was the uh, hero in this one, though. That's true. He yes. saved all the bugs. Sea monster ex machina. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but as they're fighting there, all the humans are like, okay, now let's move 14 degrees to the left, because here we'll be safe. And then the tails come in and swipe them out of there, and so they move another five degrees right. to the right. And and I'm like, no, run at a perpendicular to the circle of their fight. Yes. Yeah, straight up, get the hell out of there. <laughs> and they didn't do that. No, they yeah. they just kept kind of going around the circle like, well, let's make sure that we're in maximum peril in case the T-Rex wins and decides it's still hungry. Right. Or that the Velociraptor won't flip sides again. Right, yes, yeah. Those Velociraptors. Yep. It's, I'm griping about a lot of stuff. I did enjoy the movie. Um, but, oh, well, yeah. But there's there's a lot of stuff that, you know, you see a movie and then... And it's kind of like uh, the, the uh, was it the Honest trailer for Winter Soldier? Where the guy's yeah, yeah. like, yeah, this is a truly badass movie, but... Let's you be, you let's guys do some nitpicking. Do this. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready for nitpicking. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like I like the score because it, you know it it oh, yeah. was redolent of the original. I'm sure they used a lot yeah. of the same stuff. Uh, two pieces. We think two pieces came from it directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who scored this, but they used a lot of Williams mm-hmm. themes and stuff in it, and that's so good. Part of it is that, um, and I told you guys when we did our our previous episode on Jurassic Park that I took my wife when we were dating to Jurassic Park. So wow. now I went to this one the other day with my wife and 13-year-old son. So well, cool. well, how did she feel about it? Oh, I think she enjoyed it well enough. Oh, overall, I think it was good. So would you say that one of the flaws of the movie is that it lacks the the more thoughtful kind of discussions that the characters had and had too much action? Yeah, there wasn't. I, the bioethics discussions in the original were, were some of the best stuff. And and that was because of the Goldblum rants, right? Yes, right. But they transform it, transform him to an action star for movie two. Yeah, which yeah. didn't and, really and, work and out. put a kid in the movie because everybody liked kids in the movie. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't anything else to uh, the school about you. I don't think so. You know, should should people in the movie industry listen to us? We don't want to discourage you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Just kick it up a notch or two. Uh, well, see now, one positive I will say is like you look at Transformers movies or something, and it's. Dumb action that gets to the point of being boring to me. To me, it makes me tired. Like the idea of this is like the same thing over and over yeah, again. Yeah, or or the Hobbit movies. That that's what right. got to bother me. Well, I'm like, this action is doing nothing for the plot, or it did something for the plot in 30 seconds and then went for 12 minutes. Right. Um, and it makes me tired. Like to think about watching Hobbit movies two and three. I'm not going to do it. Um, or or a Transformers Transformers <laughs> movie. I'm not I'm not going to watch those. This one did not. Have what about that Star Trek fatigue. movies? No, those ones are all awesome. Oh, th- okay, there was a scene. There was a scene in Star Trek Into Darkness that I could have done without. Um, Did it start at the beginning and end at the end? <laughs> Very nice. Well done. All right, I'll give you props for that one. Um, 
or what was the other one? Avengers, right? <laughs> Avengers this this summer. I mean, there there were a couple action scenes where I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. I can't I can't tell right. who's doing what. It's it's too much. It, you need to scale it down. You don't need to go bigger. So That's I don't want them to go said. bigger with a. <laughs> Do I don't better. want them to go bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I would like for there to be more of the bioethics kind of things. And they introduced that whole idea of the military trying to mm-hmm. to use these creatures, which strikes me as terribly impractical when you think about the the, yeah. the price tag on these right predator drones have got to be cheaper than the price tag and the ability to actually control them and direct them properly yeah, yeah no but no, they mentioned why not why they were better than drones one they were on the ground two they were semi-intelligent and directable and, and they could receive yeah. orders um you could equip them with a radio headset so they were almost like drones because you could watch what they were going what, what they were doing what they need is laser raptors. I think you'll agree. Laser <laughs> raptors. Yes. Did, did, did you watch uh, Kung Fury yet? No, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> Kung Fury, good stuff. <laughs> All right. Uh, final thoughts? Make make a sequel. Make it better. But thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah. Ish. Mm, I give it a thumbs up. Yeah. To me, All it's around. it's it's kind of a guarded thumbs up. It's it's perfectly enjoyable as a summer popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I don't know that when it comes out on DVD, I'll. I, I don't think this isn't one I would buy. I don't think. Nah. Maybe I'll see it when I see it on the shelf at the library. Yeah. James, final thoughts? Nope. Nothing? You got no thoughts? You, got you, no are, thoughts. you are bereft of thoughts. <laughs> the thoughts are empty. So the next episode that will go up, I'm going to try and get this one out before the previous one we already recorded. <laughs> kind of uh, revealing how the sausage is made here. We've already recorded the next episode. And that next episode is going to be about iRobot. So don't send us any feedback on it because um, I'm not going to be able to incorporate it into the, into the show. So I'm not right. even sure why I'm telling you this, really, <laughs> other than Me we either. always say what we're doing next. Um, uh, how about, how about, how about uh, after iRobot? We'll after be doing... IRobot, we will be doing Starship Troopers. So if you would like to start reading that one, you can do that. And, Although I guess if you listen to iRobot, you already know that. Yes. Oh, wait. Never mind. Yeah, no, nobody's right. listened to iRobot. Not even me, because I haven't <laughs> edited it yet. <laughs> well, and in, in other adaptation news, talking about what's coming up, yes. they moved up the release of The Martian one month. So they swapped it with the new right. release of Frankenstein. Right. That's we were crazy. planning on doing for... <laughs> so we had been planning, sort of tentatively, to do Frankenstein in October for, right. for, Halloween. for Halloween. Yes. And now they're moving that one to November and The Martian back to October. So for Halloween So this we're year, swapping too. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to... Hey, you know, Martians are can be creepy yes. uh, for Halloween, so... Look at Marvin. True. <laughs> you make me very angry. <laughs> I'm curious if, if anybody out there, you know, our normal model is we talk kind of in depth about a book or story and then the movie adaptations and, and rank them. There's nothing to rank here, I don't think. Um, well, maybe it'd be worth saying, where does this slot in in the Jurassic Park canon for you? This should have been the sequel. I'll so go you, with that one. You go Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, and then yep. the other ones can sort yep. themselves out. Yep. Going? I would agree with that. I like three better than two. Really? Yeah. Wow. I remember hating three, but two. Oh, wow. Yeah. Two. It's I been so long since I watched two and three. I don't really remember. Yeah. So let us know um, what you think of this kind of episode, because generally we're going to talk about a book and a movie, um, but there might be some movies that we want to do. Um, yeah. If there was ever a sequel to one of the movies that we've already watched, yeah, that was adapted, we could do this again. Sure. Yeah. So. Well, a and, sequel worth watching. Right, yeah, I don't think we're going to do Starship Troopers 2, for instance. No, right. Um, or I think there's several of those. Oh, the and there's DVD releases? <laughs> there's a bunch of the Death Race ones. Right, um, yeah. And I, I'm like, no, not doing that. Uh, we do we do invite your feedback on the show in general, and if you want to send us some of that, you can go to our website, which is pavementpodcast.com, and there's a Contact Us page there that's got a form. It's got the email, which is feedback at pavementpodcast, or contact at pavementpodcast. 
mm-hmm. both of those. Yep. And we're on Twitter and Facebook as well. Yes. And both of those are Pavement Podcasts. So look us up and follow us, message us, let us know what you think. I'll put a thread up there on, on Facebook about the episode and you can tell us what you thought of it. Not about our podcast episode, but about the, um, movie. Movie. So. The or about the episode. Everything. Movies. Yes. Tell us about everything. Yes. So we'll leave you with a blessing. May the road rise up to meet you, and may you always be the alpha of your raptor pack. Ooh. Well, welcome everybody to a special, shorter, kind of quickie. I'm going to try again. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Walked right right in. I know, I know. know. Oh, that's prime blooper material right there. (laughs) It is. I can do better. (laughs) That's what he said. Okay. Discussing adapted science fiction at its best and worst. I'm Seth. I'm Colin. Just kidding. I'm James. <laughs> and we thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy the movie. And let us know what you thought of the movie. That is a good way to sign off. You're going to take it away now, aren't you? No, I'm going to move it to the end. <laughs> um, may the road rise up to meet you, and may your raptor always use Crest toothpaste. <laughs> That's random. <laughs> So we leave you with a modified pavement pounders blending. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a blending. Uh. <laughs>